the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. And again, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to all of you listening in the state of Ohio on AM 880, WRFD, and 104.5 FM. But also, we have the privilege of welcoming our listeners in Washington, D.C., On WAVA 105.1 FM, wherever you are listening, welcome and thank you for joining me. If you've listened to this program at all, you know how firm I am on the authority of Scripture and how I love those that are out on the front lines fighting for the authority of God's Word from Genesis 1 to the end of the book of Revelation And one of those that is really on the front line in this battle is my guest, Ken Ham, founder of Answers in Genesis. He hosts the daily radio program Answers. He is the founder of the prize-winning magazine, Answers Magazine. And of course, I think all of you know the wonderful work of the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. It is indeed a privilege and an honor, Ken Ham, to welcome you to the program today. Ken, are you there? Hello, Ken Ham. Well, we've got something wrong with our phone system. Uh, Have we got it, Jeff? Okay. Uh, I'm going to let Jeff take care of it. We've got an engineering problem. So hang on. And uh, hopefully just here in a second or two, we will have Ken Ham. Well, he's on the line. We're just having a problem getting him into our control board. So anyway, I'll let you know here in a moment. Uh, Ken Ham is coming to Columbus for our annual Pastor Appreciation Breakfast coming up on May 23rd. That's one of the many reasons why I wanted to have him on the program today, to let you know why. He is willing to take time out of his incredibly busy schedule and uh, come and speak to pastors. He has a real heart for pastors. He has just not long ago written a brand new book called Divided Nation. Uh, The subtitle is Cultures in Chaos and a Conflicted Church. Divided Nation, you can get the book at uh, Amazon.com. Or, in fact, anywhere that uh, books are sold. Again, Divided Nation. Uh, Okay, evidently we're going to have to call Ken back. So um, I I told you at the top of the hour, this is live radio, and that's why most talk show hosts do pre-recorded interviews. 
and why I pay the price sometimes for wanting live interviews. So anyway, we're working on that. Hopefully we will get Ken Ham back on here in just a moment. Uh, Let me move to some other news of the day. There were some pretty violent riots in Chicago over the weekend. You may have seen that on the news. Uh, Rather than calling it a riot, which is actually what it was, the uh, mayor of Chicago and other authorities called it a teen takeover. (laughs) Doesn't that sound wonderful? A teen takeover of the loop. And uh, the people of this this guy was just elected as mayor. Okay, he was a union organizer, kind of a radical. It, it is hard to understand how the people of Chicago could throw one radical out of office and then subsequently elect someone probably more radical than the the previous individual, but that's exactly what they've done. Now, can we blame this riot of teenagers over the weekend on a newly elected mayor? Of course not. He just now became mayor. But it's fascinating to see how he responds to this. And he does not respond well. He basically, in a press conference takes almost all of the responsibility away from the teenagers. Now, he said something that I somewhat agree with. He says it is not proper to vilify a group of rowdy teens. Now, they burned cars. They created all kinds of havoc. They, uh, they did a lot of property damage. He said it's, it's not good to vilify a group of rowdy teens. Well, Most conservatives went crazy over that, but there is some truth to that. The teens are responding from how they have been raised. They're responding to what they have been told. Most of these teens were minority teens, and they have been told since they were a baby, you're victims. Uh, The man is putting you down. All of those rich people are your enemies. You have a right to what they have. You would have what they have, but they've kept it from you. They've basically stolen from you just because you're black, because you're minority. And so these kids have been told from the time they were infants that they're victims and they've got to, they've got to fight back. And that's what they're doing. Now, Does that erase their responsibility? Of course not. Of course not. But it does help us understand where they're coming from. And hey, evidently, I think we have Ken Ham back. Ken Ham, are you there? I am here. I I don't know what problem we had, but... I wish you could have heard the beautiful introduction I gave you just a few minutes ago. Well, we're actually listening on computer anyway, so we heard you. <laughs> okay. So our technology worked even if yours didn't. <laughs> well, that's because yours is, has, is more evolved. 
Yeah, yours needs exercising, I think. I, I, th- I think so, too. Anyway, my deepest apologies to you, Ken. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I know you're unbelievably busy, and yet you're taking time out of your schedule to come here to Columbus on May 23rd to speak to our pastors at our Pastor Appreciation Breakfast. That tells me that pastors are very important to you. Could you elaborate on that? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, the Scripture talks about uh, shepherds and how important it is for shepherds to uh, look after people and to teach people. And, you know, it's why in James it says, you know, be not many masters, for you will come under a a stricter judgment because we have such an awesome responsibility. And God has raised up these shepherds to to shepherd the the church. And we need to be able to uh, be equipped and uh, to know uh, what to teach, and I always recognize that for every pastor I speak to, you're not just impacting them, you're impacting all the people that they teach, and uh, then all of the people that they impact. And so, you know, for to impact a few hundred pastors and to teach them uh, things such as I'll be doing and equipping them concerning the truth of God's Word beginning in Genesis and the foundation for all of our doctrine and what's happening in the culture and why we're losing younger generations from the church. Mm -hmm. I know that whatever I teach them is going to actually impact thousands and thousands of other people. So it's always important uh, to be able to impact the leaders. Ken, why is Genesis so important? I mean, the name of your organization, your ministry, is Answers in Genesis. And there is an enormous amount of controversy right now about whether we can take all of the Bible, particularly the book of Genesis, literally. And we hear a lot of people, including Andy Stanley, of all people, saying, well, we don't need to actually believe that those stories are literal, they're inspirational. Why is it so critical that we not compromise on the authority of Scripture, particularly the book of Genesis. Well, you, you mentioned a phrase there, the authority of Scripture, and that's really what it's all about. And, you know, it's interesting because I have a lot of people in the church, and there are a lot of leaders, too, who will say, look, the most important thing is the gospel. And that's true. I mean, the most important message is the gospel, uh, that put, people put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. But let's stand back for a moment and look at the big picture here. When we look at the American church, Actually, church attendance for Generation Z is down to less than 9%. And there's been an incredible generational loss from the church. Also, have a look at the culture itself. The Judeo-Christian ethic used to permeate the culture, and now we see moral relativism taking over. And the church is not impacting the culture like it used to. So we have to ask ourselves, what is the problem? And we're even seeing young people in the church being impacted by the LGBT movement and so on. And what I would say is it's all connected to the fact that so many in the church and so many of our Christian colleges and theological seminaries and others gave up Genesis 1 to 11 and said it's not important, you know, just trust in Jesus. But here's the thing. Genesis 1 to 11 is the foundation for the rest of the Bible, for all of our doctrine, and it's the foundation for our worldview. In fact, it's the foundation for everything. If you want to raise up generations to know that marriage is a man and a woman, you've actually got to give them the history in Genesis because God created marriage in Genesis. In Matthew 19, when Jesus was asked about marriage, he said, haven't you read, he who made the beginning made the male and female. That's Genesis 1.27. There he's attesting to two genders. 
and then uh, for this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife and they'll be one flesh that's the text of Genesis 2.24 after God took dust made a man took his side made a woman he made the first marriage and all doctrine ultimately is founded in Genesis 1 to 11. So, and you can, to... can you hold that moment? Because we've got to take a break. We're connected sure. with Washington, D.C. today, and I can't give them the program late. So we're talking with Ken Ham, founder of Answers in Genesis. We will be back. Stay tuned. Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash live. And we welcome back to the program Dr. Ken Ham, who will be here in Columbus on May 23rd for our Pastor Appreciation Breakfast. Pastors and church staff can register now at the word columbus.com. Ken, I, I was so sorry I had to interrupt you. You were elaborating on why Genesis, the book of Genesis, and particularly the first 11 chapters, are so crucial, not only in understanding the gospel, but in understanding everything. Go ahead and pick it up where you left off. Well, there's the aspect that all of our doctrines are founded in Genesis 1 to 11. Every single one, the whole gospel is founded in Genesis 1 to 11, the origin of sin, the origin of death. You have the origin of marriage. You have the origin of dominion. You have the origin of the seven-day week, uh, why Jesus is called the last Adam. I mean, it's all founded in Genesis 1 to 11. So all our doctrine is founded there. And secondly, if you want to raise up generations who know what to believe about marriage and gender and so on, you've got to start from Genesis 1 to 11. A lot of churches aren't doing that. And this, many of them are coming through a public education system where they've been told the Bible's not true, Genesis is not true, they've been taught evolution as fact. And so therefore, for, for them, who decides what's right and what's wrong and who decides uh, what marriage is? And that's one of the reasons they're so impacted by the LGBT movement in many ways. And the other aspect is this. When you take generations through an education system and teach them there's no God, the Bible is not true, uh, and and God didn't create, and everyone evolved, uh, then eventually they'll become consistent with that and decide a morality mm-hmm. that uh, they determine. In other words, when you look at our culture today and see the phenomenal increase in moral relativism, it's really related to the fact we have generations who no longer believe the Bible is the absolute authority of the Word of God. And then there's one other aspect, and that is when... So many uh, uh, Christians today say you can believe in millions of years in evolution and just reinterpret Genesis and say the days mean millions of years and you don't have to take it as written and it's just stories or mythology or whatever. Then you've unlocked a door that says you don't have to take God's word as written. It undermines the authority of the word of God. And, And what that does for the generations you're impacting 
if you're going to take millions of years and evolutionary ideas and reinterpret Genesis, why shouldn't we take what the world is saying about marriage and abortion and gender and reinterpret uh, things in the Bible too? And eventually they walk away from the Bible and walk out of church and we have a major problem. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, our name of our organization is Answers in Genesis because ultimately all the answers are in Genesis and the answers will always be in Genesis because the first 11 chapters are the key. That's the key history for everything. Well, thank you for taking such an incredible stand on that. And we've got about two minutes left. You have a fairly new book, Divided Nation. I know how busy you are. I also know how much work it is to write a book. What is the message of your book, Divided Nation? And this is what I'll be talking on at uh, the pastor's breakfast and really helping people understand what has happened to our culture, what has happened to the nation, uh, why do we see moral relativism uh, just permeating the culture, why, do, why is it that Christians are being increasingly looked on as the enemy and accused of being intolerant and filled with hate speech. So we're going to talk about the worldview clash in our culture and why that's happening, why we're losing generations from the church, why we've lost so many from the church. Back in the 1700s, 75 to 80% of the church uh, of, of the population went to church. And now with Generation Z, you're down to less than 9%. And then we're going to look at um, the foundational importance of the book of Genesis. And I'm going to be teaching uh, pastors and equipping them how we need to be raising up generations foundationally with the right foundation for their worldview and teaching apologetics. We need to be equipping mm-hmm. them with answers to the skeptical questions of our day. Well, you have you have done such an incredible job of that, and I do not yet have Divided Nation, but I'm ordering it. Uh, I want to get it quickly, uh, because I don't believe there's ever, ever been a time in American history where this message needs to be preached, not just outside the church, but in the church. We are seeing such a falling away within evangelicalism about the authority of Scripture. So the book is Divided Nation. You can get it, obviously, at Amazon.com. You can order it through AnswersInGenesis.org, AnswersInGenesis.org. And to all pastors and church staff members, go to TheWordColumbus.com and register for the Pastor Appreciation Breakfast. Ken Ham, I again apologize for the technical glitch, but thank you so much for your time with us today. God bless you. Thank you, Bob. Anytime. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.